All right, we're into hour number three. Good two hours. I like that. Clones did a good job. Well done. All right, so we start hour number three. I've got two really good interviews back-to-back. Coming up next segment, we'll talk the business of the NFL and some good NFL topics with Andrew Brandt. Joining me right now, we're talking college ball. We are joined by the head basketball coach at St. Mary's. He is in his 23rd season. He is the program's all-time winningest coach. He has 17 postseason appearances. He has 10 trips to the NCAA tournament. He is a five-time WCC Coach of the Year. This year, the Gales, 22-6, and 13-0 in conference play. They're ranked number 18. They beat USF last night for their 14th straight win. We are joined by Randy Bennett. Randy, I would ask you how life is, but I think I know the answer. Based on those numbers, I'd say life is pretty damn good. How you doing, Coach? Good to have you back on. How you feeling? I'm doing great, and uh, God, treat to be on the show with you. Must be that time of year again. March Madness time. It is the truth, right? The best time of year. It's great to have you back on. So we're not quite to March yet, but we're almost to the madness. But your guys are playing some ball now. How much are you enjoying this group, Randy? And is this the level of play that you expected from them this year? Uh, Great question. Like, We've got a lot of good teams, but this team has really been enjoyable to to uh, coach. They're, I don't know, they're just they're very together. They're very tight, and they've had they haven't had an easy run. Like we started out three and five. We we played some really good teams early. We weren't ready yet. Our guys had not grown into their roles yet, and they hung together. It's a pretty cool story. They just hung in there and got to four and six, and then then we kind of went on a roll, and it wasn't like we weren't talking that. We weren't talking about, hey, let's win the rest of them. But we've just kind of been chipping away at it and and getting better. So that's what's made it a cool story. Like that's kind of as a coach that you go all the time. Hey, just keep getting better. Just keep getting better. And that's what these guys have done. It doesn't happen very often. So anyhow, it's a it's a great group. And uh, I didn't know where we were at to start the year. I I didn't know. And uh, after we got beat early by Xavier, San Diego State, Utah, and Boise. We, I knew it was going to be tough, tough sled, and, and, but these guys responded, and they just keep, kept, each guy kept improving. They stayed together. There's never any, they weren't ever splitting or anything like that, so it's been fun. That, that's actually the key right there, right? When you get hit with early adversity and they get punched in the mouth, as long as they don't splinter and start pointing the finger and blaming each other, that's a good thing. And then they play through it. Randy Bennett joining us. I think most fans, when they think about your program and they think about St. Mary's basketball, a number of things come to mind. But one of the first things, of course, is great guard play, like Patty Mills, as well as some others that have come through the program. This year's no different. You've got Aiden Mahaney, and he's building on his breakout freshman year, 14 points per game. He's a laser, but how important is his tenacity? And mental toughness to the team. Yeah, he's uh, it's very important. He's he's got to take the best defender every night, and he's uh, he is mentally tough. Like he can hit big shots. He's good in big games. Um, he's he's improved. He's improved where you wouldn't notice. Like you you wouldn't see it in his scoring. His scoring's about the same, but his his defense and his going back and getting rebounds and just getting. A, He's gotten a little stronger, but he uh, makes makes more plays with the ball in his hands other than scoring. Like, they'll find other guys and make extra pass. He's just smarter, 
better, tougher players. So our other guard's good, too. I guess Augustus Marcellonis, Sarunas' son, he's really become a good guard. So we we have had really good guards. I think uh, we've just been fortunate there, and they've developed into good ones. But Augustus has become he's, he's become a really good guard. So we have a good combination there. And I think we have some good young ones coming, but those two have been good, and Aiden's, Aiden's – uh, taken on the challenge and gotten better, which is hard to do when you're freshman of the year and all that to come back and have a really good sophomore year is tough to do. Randy Bennett joining us. I'm glad you mentioned Augustus. I was going to ask you about him. Like, obviously we all watched his old man. He was great. Now his son's game is different than that of Sarunas, but how did you get him to come to St. Mary's from Lithuania? What's that story? So I knew Augustus, when I met him when I came out here and through a mutual friend and yeah, I got to know him and, and and we stayed in touch and all that and then all of a sudden I see this guy um show up, this Marcelona's kid show up on some international scattering course. That's gotta be his son. And then yeah, I called and then he was trying to decide if he wanted to stay over there and play pro or come and play college. But once he decided he was going to play college, we had a good chance because there was a lot of trust. He, Sarunas had been here, so we had contacts here. Um, and he wanted him in a place where there's an international kid moving away from home for the first time, that he would have some uh, safety nets, so to speak. So anyhow, that's kind of how it went. It was a late deal. It went down in June after his senior year. He actually sat out a year. So he was uh, – an old contact. He's just kind of lucky, but and like, Sarunas is Sarunas is old school, and he he wants you to coach his son harder and be tougher on him and get him up earlier in the morning, and make him work harder. And so when it didn't go so well right away for Gooses in his early years, like he didn't come in, he wasn't he wasn't like hitting big numbers or he wasn't all freshman or anything like that. It was he 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 didn't run from it. He didn't you know. Hey, this I should be getting more minutes or anything like that. He was he's very unselfish and very committed to being good. So that's why he's gotten good. And uh, he's been a he's a super kid and he's been great. So Randy Bennett's joining that's me. How, uh, that's how we had the connection. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that story a lot. And I also like that Sarunas was like, man, coach my boy harder. Coach him harder. He needs that. You know, it's it's like. The old school, right? You've done this a long, long time. I've done this a long, long time. As an example, I had a conversation with Bill Self yesterday, and I asked the Hall of Famer, Randy, if he was energized or frustrated by some of the major changes that have hit the game in recent years, and he effectively said, well, yes, yes. Like, there were things that he liked about the transfer portal, and there were things that he didn't like about it. Like, where do you come out? As somebody who's done this a long, long time, what do you make of the current state of the sport? Are you energized by it, or do some of these changes kind of beat you down a little bit? I would say it's uh, it's more work than it's ever been, because you're wearing a few more hats. You, you, you're the GM hat, you're the fundraiser hat, you're, you're, you got to make Lot, lot more decisions, and you never, you know, you never know when your team is set. Like you could lose guys in the spring. That's the that's the component of it I don't like. Is you just they need to make some guardrails on this thing so that that guys have to 
they can't just keep transferring, just can't keep shopping around for because there's guys like that and there's guys that aren't like that. There's still guys going to college that want to go to one school and want to make it there and you know try and be an all league player there and try and put some banners up. And then there's guys that are which it's all new, but then there's guys that are hey I can get more money here and it's about that. So you got to you got to find the guys who want to stay and the guys that are just kind of wired that way. And I think you got to stay away from the others, at least at a program like St. Mary's, because we're not going to win the the NIL battle. The, the the big football schools will have the big money and, and they'll win those battles. So you got to figure out what works for your program. And I'm not saying I know. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I think all of us are trying to figure out. We don't know. But as far as being excited about coaching and all that, yeah, no, it's great. It's still great. It's awesome, but it, it they just made it a lot harder. I think they'll I think they'll adjust it soon. I hope. I think that's a fair response. It, it is different, and I think the players should get their share. But I think probably it would be nice to have some guardrails. And it's got to be tough, like you said, St. Mary's. We're not going to win the NIL battle. We have to figure out who best fits our system and who wants to be here. You know, something else before I let you go, you got you got your first-hand look at how good UConn was last year when they got you in the second round of their way to the Natty. They looked like they were the most dominant team in the nation again this year, and then they got hammered by Creighton last night. I mean, that'll happen. But given how many dangerous, talented teams there are this year, how wide open do you think that NCAA tournament is going to be? Wide open. I think it's wide open. I think there's so many. There's no dominant team like there has been in the past. And I think there's becoming less and less of that. Although UConn became very dominant last year. And then there's a lot of pretty good teams. And uh, so I think it's wide open. It's kind of wide open last year. And then UConn just took took it over. But, I mean, you had FAU in that thing. And you, um, you had uh, San Diego State in that. There's a lot of teams like that, but if they play well in the tournament, in the conference tournament, they can get there. I think it's exactly the same this year. Hey, Randy, one last thing that's really interesting. Last month, major conference commissioners met with NCAA officials, and they talked about, among other things, expanding the field of the NCAA attorney. I mean, I can make an argument that the current bracket seems like one of the few things in sports that is near perfect, but if you expand it beyond the 68th then you get more players who get to experience March Madness who might ordinarily not get that. Like, in this particular case, do you personally think more is better, or do you like the way it is? More is better. Within reason. Within reason, but I don't know what the number is, probably. Well... 10 or 12 more, something like that. And then you, then I think you, then you pretty much have, all right, we've got the best teams and we've got a team from every conference. And uh, so then we have whatever, 72-team field or something like that. I don't know what it would be. But I, I think there's, it's so hard to get there. There's 362 teams, and we're only taking – you get 30, 36 at-large and – 32 conference tournament winners. Just not a high percentage of teams going to the tournament. It is hard. Hard especially. to get in. It's really hard, hard to get in. Get it is hard to get in. And you know me. I come from a Big West background. We know your conference. When I talked to Bill Self, I said, like, how many teams do you think you're going to get? He said, I think maybe nine. 
I mean, nine, and, and he's not wrong, right? I mean, that is like, that's an incredible right. number, and I get that. But that's your point, too. He is 22-6 and six this year, the Gales, 13-0 and 0 in conference play, having another great year, and you're right, Randy. I always look for you this time of year. Great to have you back on. Keep it going, and come tournament time, don't be surprised if I come looking for you again. I hope I see that call coming in. I'd, lo- I'd love to be on again. Always good talking to you, Randy. Randy Bennett joining us on the program. We've done that for years. He he is a really good coach with a really good program. And I think a lot of people, when they think WCC, they think Gonzaga, obviously, because Mark Few has built an absolute monster. And then you don't look beyond that, but there's other quality in that conference. And then incredibly this year, Gonzaga's not ranked. They're not ranked, so you tend to overlook the conference altogether, and you've got St. Mary's. And they're unbeaten in conference play, and they're twenty-two and six. And not only twenty-two and six, but to his point, they started three and five. Good story. All right. When we come back, Andrew Brandt will join us. We'll talk the business of football and more. Always love that conversation. That's coming up next. And then the bottom of the hour, I will open it up to you. I, I like the bounce back from you clones. Yesterday, I was not real happy with your act or your performance, but today, a strong bounce back. If you come off a day, like if you're me, for instance, and Tommy and I were talking about it after the program, I'm like, man, the clones, they didn't show up in force today. That'll happen. Let's talk about why that happened. And then, bam, the next day, open phones for two hours and a really good bounce back. See, clones... You've got some grit. You've got some gumption. You've got some resilience about you. I like it. And then it always helps when Silk calls up and then you decide he's fat. That's what I mean by grit and gumption and resilience. A breathy Silk calls up and you decide that he needs the fat alarm. So there there is that. And he's got that going for him, which is really not nice. But he doesn't care. That's the beauty of Silk. Nothing sticks to that fat man. Just kidding, brah. Just kidding. Except excessive LBs. Just kidding about that, too. All right. When we return, Andrew Brandt. I'm so fired up about this. If you can't tell already, we have a new partner on the program. We have some new action. Prize Picks. America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members, is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the numbers. No sharks, no competitive leagues. All you do is pick more or less on two to six player stat projections projections, and watch the winnings roll in. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Do the math on that. Turn 10 bucks into 1000 Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players, sports, and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Over 3 million sports fans are already signed up, and I'm one of them. Download the prize pick app right now. Use the code ROAM, and your first deposit match will be up to 100 bucks. That's code Rome on Prize Picks for a deposit match of up to one hundred bucks. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You do have to be present in certain states. Visit PrizePicks.com for restrictions and details. In fact, 
I can show you how easy it is. When I think fantasy, the first thing I think of is Alvin bleeping DeLauro. Alvin, you're playing. Give me two, more or less for tonight. Jim, this stuff's so easy. So I go over to prize picks. I have two picks for you. I have the uh, lead guard at Duke. He's going up against Miami. I have him more than 23.5 points, rebounds, and assists combined. He hasn't passed that mark in four to five Sorry about that. Just give me a more or less, dude. (laughs) More than 23.5 points. And then I have the small forward from Illinois. Less, less than 1.5 three-pointers. He's only done that once in like the last six games. Now you're done. Now you're done, buddy. All right. So we need to polish that up a little bit. We need to refine that a little bit. But you know what? But you know what? Alvin got on the air. And Alvin never wants to come on the air. But it was prize picks that brought him onto the air. So we'll clean that up a little bit. More or less on 2-6. to six. Hit it. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. My thanks to Randy Bennett, head coach at St. Mary's. Ranked once again. And they're unbeaten in conference play. As promised, we are joined right now by the executive director of the Morad Center for the Study of Sports Law and the professor of practice at Villanova University. He served as Green Bay Packers VP from 1999 to 2008. Also a former agent who represented NFL players, host of the Business of Sports podcast, Contributor to Sports Illustrated, we are joined, of course, by Andrew Brandt. Andrew, it is great to talk to you, as always. How are you doing today, Andrew? Always a pleasure, Jim. You know, it's interesting this time of year. is very counterintuitive for people, but in all the jobs I've had, whether an agent many years, running the Packers for nine years, or being kind of a media and business analyst on sports, this is the busy time. It's not when the games are being played, at least the NFL. It's when the games are done, and that's when things, these teams are architected, massaged, built from February until June, and that's really the busy time when it comes to front office and the business of the NFL and sports. I think that's great, actually, what you just said, because you're right, Andrew, the second the Super Bowl is over, I think a lot of fans and even media people or talk show hosts are like, oh, man, now what? Now what? Now what are we going to talk about? But from your standpoint, you're right. And it's like, now what? Now the business begins. You know, you posted on X recently something very interesting. Quote, many don't appreciate the power of the franchise tag in the NFL. End of quote. I think fans think that they understand it, but your point is, in no other sports league do they have the ability to lock up star players the way NFL teams can. Can you finish that thought and break it down for us? Yeah, Jim, it's a powerful management tool that people don't appreciate how powerful, and I'll explain why. This started when I was an agent in 1993, and the NFL got free agency for the first time. In return for that, the players gave up a salary cap and this little thing they threw in there called a franchise tag. (laughs) And the idea was, You had all these superstar veteran quarterbacks back then, John Elway, Dan Marino, Troy Aikman, even Brett Favre. Like, we would never want them to leave for another team, so there's sort of mechanism to keep them. But NFL teams are smart, and they say, well, wait a minute. We don't have to use this for a quarterback. We just take our best free agent, and we keep them off the market, even when they got to the gold standard 
of free agency, they're not a free agent. So the franchise tag allows this to happen. And sometimes I hear even from the union saying this, well, it only affects a handful of players, five, seven, ten players a year. Wrong. That's wrong. Because two things. Number one, it affects all these top players because in negotiations, team negotiators like myself would always let them know, in our back pocket, we have the franchise tag. So if you don't take the contract that we think is a good contract for you, yeah, we'll just use the tag. And that gets a lot of deals done and deals done in ways favorable to the team. The second thing, Jim, is that when you get to the tag and you restrict the top level of player in the NFL, it's a trickle down. It affects all players under that player because they can't get market value because they're only negotiating with one team and not 32 teams. So it's a powerful weapon that I just wanted people to appreciate how powerful. I think that's a really good explanation. And to your point that it's not, it does not just affect the one player who's tagged. It affects everybody because of that trickle-down effect. Andrew Brandt is joining us. Andrew, let me ask you something. The league had no public comment, but I'm curious, what do you think the league actually thinks? And what was the reaction to Raiders coach Antonio Pierce telling Max Crosby on his podcast that they apply the so-called Pistons-Jordan rules or something to that effect to Patrick Mahomes and that there are the Mahomes rules? Yeah, that's something they don't want to comment on. They're not happy. I can tell you that. And my sense would be Antonio Pierce got a call and people at the Raiders got a call. You know, quick story, Jim. When we played the Minnesota Vikings one year, there's something came out on ESPN or something that our defensive backs had offered like free CDs or DVDs or Best Buy gift certificates to our linemen if they held Adrian Peterson under 100 yards that game. And I had to hear from the league. They can't do that. That's like a bounty. Oh, my God. I'm like, a bounty? No, it's just DVDs. And we had to sort of fight that. They don't want any impression that there is a, whatever the word is, a price on someone that you're hitting them in a ways that you shouldn't. And I just remember having been dressed down by the league for this little thing about Adrian Peterson one year. I can only imagine that's happening now. Hey, what a great story. What a great story and great analogy because that was Adrian Peterson, Andrew, back in the day. And we're talking about a league right now that understandably is doing whatever it can to protect its quarterbacks. And we're talking about this story about the league's best quarterback and face of the league. So you're right. If they dressed you down over a blockbuster card or a few DVDs (laughs) or CDs, you can imagine. Speaking of the Raiders, let me ask you this. Is Jimmy Garoppolo's recent suspension actually a good thing for that franchise oh my god how did they just save 11 and a half million dollars in a in a windfall that um, no one would have expected to be clear jimmy garoppolo had a guarantee for this year 11.25 million dollars guaranteed the only thing he had to do was just get to the guarantee and he didn't do that because contract language and this is pretty standard now in all contracts You void, that means invalidate, future guarantees with a suspension for PEDs or illicit drugs. It voids future guarantees. He just had that. That voids $11.5 million of future guarantees on his contract. He still has a contract. It's just not guaranteed, which means it has no value 
because it looks like they're going to get out of it. So basically, the team just got an 11.25 gift from a steroid suspension. It's crazy. All right, so Andrew, the thing is, this is why I love talking to you and having you on the show. Your, your newsletter is great, and not only do I subscribe to it, I subscribe to the new version. You have my credit card. I'm going to get into that in a minute. But you don't just talk about the business of the NFL. You talk about the business of sports. So let me ask you this. As an example, what do you make of the University of Michigan hiring a general manager, and will we see more of that going forward? Yeah, as you mentioned, Jim, I'm at Villanova. Last year we hired, and I was involved with it, the general manager of basketball. He's Baker Dunleavy. People know the name. His dad used to coach the Bucks. He's a big Packer fan that grew up in Wisconsin. And this is a trend. Michigan just hired, I forget the gentleman's name, from the Chicago Bears. He had been in Michigan previously, but he's from the Chicago Bears. Now, there's been a lot in the news about the B.C. coach going to the Packers and coaches going to – pros because it's harder in college these days. But I think the point is, with everything going on in the NCAA, and I teach this, all the lawsuits going on right now, the professionalization of college football and basketball is at an all-time high. And what I say about these sports is it's just like pro sports without the labor costs. And now we have more labor costs because of NIL and because of these changes. But there's going to be a sea change coming. We can just feel it. As a lawyer, I see all these lawsuits circling around the NCAA as they try to get an exemption from Congress, which is not coming anytime soon. So there are going to be some massive changes. When Michigan hires a guy from the Bears to be their general manager, I'm like, this is pro sports. It is absolutely pro sports happening in college right now. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Andrew Branch joining us. All right, so from a media standpoint, you also write about things in the media. What did you make of Caitlin Clark breaking the NCAA scoring record on NBC's Peacock and not on over-the-air NBC? This is the new media angle where they're holding back great content from mainstream, and they're getting us all of us listening, this little bit of acceptance, like, hey, we got to go to streaming. We got to go to Peacock. The NFL, we got to go to Peacock to get the wild card game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. And I'll stake my claim right here, that is never going back. We are never going back to all over-the-air playoff games. Now we have one game. We're going to have an Amazon game next year. We've gotten used to Amazon on Thursday nights. We've gotten used to things. So this is another where NBC holds back this great content of this wonderful player. So we, as NBC viewers, get used to streaming and buy the product. And everyone groused about the NBC game, the Peacock game in the playoffs, but 23 million people, most streamed event ever, most signed up event ever in streaming, it happens. So we will come for those big events. Hmm. Hey, how about one more quick football topic that you've written yep. about? So you got Brock Purdy, and his situation is fascinating in the sense that he made less than a million bucks and because he was taken with the final pick in the 2022 draft. So he helps the Niners reach the Super Bowl. They were that close to winning the whole thing. Why is he not in line for a major payday in the offseason? This is what people don't understand. Sure, it's a lot of, lot of spec, a lot of uh, memes and everything. How he 
made less than a million and Lamar Jackson's making 80 million. And that's not even the worst thing. The most inequitable thing about Purdy's contract is as a drafted player, and he was the last draft pick, you're mandated for your contracts. But the bigger thing is you can't renegotiate until after year three. So they get him as a starting quarterback going to the championship game last year, the Super Bowl this year, and who knows next year for under a million dollars each year. When his peers are making, pick a number, 40, 50, 60 times that amount. So two things. Number one, he's the most underpaid player in the league in 2022, 2023, and now 2024. And number two, what you just mentioned, the 49ers have an extreme competitive advantage because they're not paying the 40 times or 50 times or 60 times amount that their competitive teams are paying. So they signed Nick Bosa to a massive contract last year, and they're going to do more of that because they have this incredible advantage, not because they don't want to pay Purdy, because the CBA won't let them pay Purdy until this time next year. Hmm. So, as I mentioned, you expanded the Sunday 7 newsletter. It was something that I already subscribed to. For the last few years, it's been free. It's always been a great read, and you've expanded it. It has a nominal fee now, but it has more premium content. What's it look like now, and what will readers get if they do subscribe? Yeah, thanks, Jim, for subscribing. It is a nominal fee. It's two, basically two ninety nine a month. I'm going to give you all the newsletters that I hope people get a lot of value out and also give you some videos three times a week about topics like we're just talking about now where I can break down things you see in the news and give you the insight and perspective you don't get elsewhere. And we're going to have monthly lectures where I'll explain the salary cap. I'll explain taxes in the NFL or in contracts. I'll explain deferrals, the Otani contract. All those things are going to be part of this low subscription. So, yeah, you can go to andrew-brandt.com and sign up. Good. It's a really good product. I love it. I was looking forward to it, and when I saw that you had expanded it and was giving giving us more of what you were already doing to me, it was a no-brainer, so I'm already in. I appreciate it. Andrew, I always appreciate you coming on the show. Good stuff, good content, and congrats on the expansion. I like it. It's a very good product. Have a great time with that, and I know we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Jim. Always enjoy our talks. Take you care. too. Me too. Very smart. Andrew Brandt, very bright, good content, and he gets it. That's money well spent. It, the thing about this is everything has a, quote, fee. Sometimes it's nominal. This is nominal. Sometimes it's not so nominal. Sometimes we find out we are double and triple subscribed to things. I'm trying to find a way to figure out exactly what it is I want. Like, what content am I willing to pay for? He has good content. I'm willing to pay for that content. And then on occasion, we will get him on the show. And then you clones benefit, and that didn't cost you anything. And Alvy's getting some reaction. You have to understand about Alvy. Alvy hates being on the air. Alvy hates me asking him to be on the air. That was a live commercial where Alvy had to do something that we had not really talked about or rehearsed. I just said, Alvin, you're really good at fantasy. Swing on over a seat and just pick two things, more or less. That was a much bigger lift, a much bigger ask of Alvy than you think. So before you come at Alvy, keep that in mind. As an example, Rome, Kirstie Alley, prize picks, global warming. Uh, Kirstie Alley, 
Val Kilmer, Global Warming. Jim, this stuff's so easy. It didn't sound so easy by the time you were done with it. Signed, Alvin. Mandy. Mandy in the LBC going after Alvy. I don't even know who Mandy is. War Lady Clones. War Lady Clones. Kirstie Alley. Prize Picks. Global uh, Warming. Signed, Alvin. Hey, Jim, I have Alvin using more than two weeks paternity leave in the next 12 months. hey Sign the clones. John, Illinois, you need to pick two. Two to six. Two to six. Bella B, was the fee for at Big Head Bets too high? Hashtag prize picks. Hey, Bella, you know what? I know you're obsessed with that dude. I know he's like the ultimate rock star to you. I want to get others involved. And the fact of the matter is, Alvin is a fantasy legend. Alvin has been playing, succeeding, and crushing fantasy. And giving out fantasy advice for a long time. This is a daily fantasy product. This is different. Don't worry, B. The head will be involved with this, too. Trying to get Tommy involved. Even Jack Savage. I'm trying to get everybody involved. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Don't you worry your little head. Because the big head will be asked as well. All right, so I've got the ATP coming up. Can you hit me up on that? Andrew Brandt was tremendous. And we'll come back with more. I was just looking to see whether or not I want to read something from Geoff, and the answer was an easy no. I'm looking at Brent and PC. Normally, I want nothing to do with his action, but I might read that one. We'll see. Let's get you a sports update. I've been late for... ATP brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, we got some good ones here. Vance Mack, why do you bash on contractors? We aren't all bad. I work solo, on time, and within budget. Harry in the 716. Dude, sensitive much? The hell are you even talking about? Why do I bash on contractors? Now, if you were to hit me back in the day with, yo, bro, why do you bash on chiropractors? That'd be something. Because I actually did back in the day because it worked. It was funny. And they got so butthurt. What are you talking about, dude? Did I, did I say something once negative about contractors? And by the way, Harry, Harry, I've had some amazing contractors and I've had some ass contractors that have jammed me badly. And by the way, Harry, you know this. Look at the way you wrote that. We aren't all bad. I work solo, on time, and within budget. You yourself are admitting that there are others that do not work on time or within budget. What are you talking about, dude? I know there are good contractors. It's like anything else. I don't even know where you're going with that. That actually aggravates me. Where are you going with that, dude? I don't bash on contractors like like it's a thing hey rome get off us stop doing it you don't get it 
Believe me, dude. I've had some contractors that cost me a hell of a lot of money, that were litigious, that were bad. And I've had some contractors that were brilliant. Brilliant. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about, dude. Honestly. I'm not even... I'm not even faking this or not acknowledging something. I have no idea where you pulled that from. Other than you're really sensitive as a contractor and you think I'm one of those people that's going in on contractors. Like, there he goes again. Right? There he goes again. Going in on contractors. Going in on lawyers. Going in on Kairos. I'm not, dude. What are you talking about? Come on, man. That's not fair. Literally not fair. Romy, is Rogues going anywhere for spring break? If so, tell him to leave the iPhone home and get a burner phone. Brian and Erie, I've got an amazing story to tell you. DJ is not going to like this, and I'm doing it anyway. Is Rogues going anywhere for spring break? I don't know. And I'll give you an example of why I don't know. Super Bowl Sunday, Jake is trying to set up a FaceTime call with me. All of a sudden, I get this text from Rogues, who's at Boulder as a freshman, as many of you know. And the text reads, don't tell Pops, I'm in L.A. He's not usually this kid. Now, I've told you, he can be shortcut Logs. And you heard him on the air, right? He came off really well and really smart. He texted me the following. Hey, yo, don't tell Pops. I'm in L.A. And I look at it. And I laugh out loud. And I responded. In quote, this is what I said to him. In response to, don't tell Pops. I'm in L.A. When he should be in Boulder going to college. I wrote, hey, loser. And in caps, I wrote, I am Pops. Hashtag busted. Loser. And then I just put the phone down. Laugh out loud. I said, hey, yo, Jano, I got something for you. Take a look at your son. Because whenever I, you know, say something or I try to bad cop one of the kids or discipline one of the kids, inevitably she has their back. Always, 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 always. I'm like, hey, look at this. So Logs knows. Give it a beat. (laughs) Give it a beat. Give it a beat. Give it a beat. (laughs) Bam! He starts backpedaling like Champ Bailey. He's in the greatest backpedal ever. Uh, uh. And actually, it was really funny. He starts off the text by saying, yeah, that wasn't very smooth, was it? And then he goes into this whole explanation. Yeah, Pops, I'm really sorry. I know I should have told you and Mama. I've done all my work. I'm ahead on all my assignments and just paragraphs when he never, ever texts me. And then I hit him. I finally, and then he calls mom first before he gets to me to gauge how angry I am. And we're like, dude, it's fine. It's fine. Just let us know what you're doing. Let us know so we know what's up. And, you know, don't tell us, but you can ask. But the answer inevitably will be yes, if it makes sense. So I don't really know where he's going for spring break because, quote, he worked his way to L.A. somehow for the Super Bowl, and I didn't know that. An amazing story, I thought. I mean, I laugh the rest of the day. Nice, smooth, rogues. Don't tell Pops I'm in L.A. I am Pops, genius. He knew that Jake was going to talk to me. Like Jake would be dumb enough to give up his brother. 
Like, they totally have each other's backs. There's no Brother. way Jake would have knocked him out. Like, hey, hey, you know, hey, you know the kid? You know the kid's in L.A. today, right? And Jake would never do that. Ever, ever, ever. What else we got here? Mm, hey, Jim. Now that you and DJ are empty nesters, do you two ever play gin rummy, Uno, or just pop some corn and catch a movie during the evenings? Scott Milton. Yes. Yes. DJ loves board games. DJ loves cards. DJ definitely likes to pop some corn and watch a movie. Just When you say evenings, what you have to understand about our life, I don't know if you know this or not, but some of us work every evening. I prep every evening. We don't sit around and do these things. We, we have dinner together every night. We spend as much time together as we can, but we don't have all these nights. I've worked every night for the past 35 years. And then late at night, we do what we do before we go to bed. On the weekends, though, those are things that we're figuring out. DJ has already planned what our Saturday is. I don't really want to give it up yet, but she's already bought tickets. Not, is this okay? She bought tickets and then asked, is it okay? I said, I haven't gotten that far yet. She's like, well, I got the tickets. She she would say that. For her, it is two tickets to paradise. Believe me. For me, not as much. O'Reilly Auto Parts is offering convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Place your order at O'ReillyAuto.com and pick up at your local store or have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over 35 bucks. That's a good Wednesday. You have yourselves a great day. See you tomorrow. We're out.